0: Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we previewed a week two matchup against the Green Bay Packers and much, much more. AW, we got prime time football on the horizon, Sunday Night Football. What's good, my guy?
1: Hey, man, we all good, man. You're right about that on Sunday Night Football, man. That's definitely on my mind, bro.
0: Shoot, but you know what, a I feel a lot more confident about this matchup that I have the last couple of years. So as I mentioned in the last episode, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers talking all that shit. Yeah, we saw you in week one, Aaron. What's up, bro? What's up, Aaron?
1: <laughs> he did not look good in week one. So you're right, man. That team look a little vulnerable right now.
0: Hell, yeah. We catching them at the right time. So I'm happy over here right now. Listen, in all this, <laughs> your boy's still fired up from Sunday. I'm still fired up, bro. God damn. I haven't watched that victory slide so many times this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not alone with that, I've watched it several times, Fred. I am digging this team, the swag and the victory, bro. I'm still a high off of it, bro.
0: And I don't care what Mike Martz got to say because you saw he had to run his mouth again <laughs> about Justin. I'm going to sit up here like, bro, rent free, Mike Martz, rent free. Leave Justin alone, bro.
1: Mike Marks, still running this map, like you said, man. He need to relax, bro. He need to calm down. I mean, he want to slam both quarterbacks. But, man, I don't like what he said about Justin Fields. I mean, still trying to rip the gap out the first half and all that stuff. Relax, Mike. Man, it's the first game, man. Let the players be. You saw what happened in the second half, though.
0: That's right. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe he had to take his nap. You know, he's a little <laughs> older now. So Mike probably
1: only watched the first half of the game. <laughs> exactly. Forget Mike, man. Somebody send in the second half, take
0: he said somebody stood in the second half. But you know what? The, the The crazy part about it is that you know he win it on Lance as well. But so did I. And you know, in our in our episode that we we did the right. other day. But listen, that was rightfully so because Trey Lance he stunk up the place. <laughs> Justin, you got to give him credit for the fact of hey, he might have had a rough first half, but look at how he rebounded. I mean, we talked about that. We don't have to go into that. But come on, Mike, be objective. Stop doing that shit for clout. That's all this is.
1: He doing this shit because he want people to listen to his show. That's what it is. he knows who's popular right now. He knows Justin Fields, popular quarterback, you know what I'm saying, Chris? So he want to use all that clout, whatever he want to do. Yeah, because he's going to sit up here and talk about So He's just
0: surprised at them that they gave him so much for him and (laughs) that he's less than remarkable. I'm like, wow, that's (laughs) that's quite the feedback, Mike. That was harsh. What he said, my man, he said he was just completely awful in that first half. That's, if, if I'm Justin, man, dude, I'm, I'm going to listen to that a couple times. And then this season, just continue to remind Mike Martz who you are, Justin. That's all you got to do.
1: Hey, man, then if you get the victory, do your pose again, slide if you got to. But I want to see you flex again.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to be doing none of that victory slide, but I'm sure Justin's going to figure out something to do in Lambeau. Because as, <laughs> as I told you last time, man,
1: he's looking for his first win in Lamar and I hope he gets it I hope he does bro and you hit it on the head Chris I think it's the right time right now man this is, he got a great shot at doing
0: it listen man the, the Green Bay Packers are a wounded animal so we catching them at the right time and, and 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 audience I mean let's just cut to the chase here right now our football team to me I feel like we're riding the wave we got really good momentum there's a good vibe there the players, they're all sounding pretty good. You could tell everybody's still fired up from that win. But then when you look at those Packers that we're getting coming in here, or the Packers that we're going to basically be traveling to go play A-Dub, they're coming off that upset victory by the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers, he had that fucking look on his face. A-Dub, what did I tell you? I was like, he's going to have that stupid-ass look on his face. And get all frustrated. And I love that when it happens. And he had it on his face. He frustrated. He frustrated with the damn receivers. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he started blaming people, friends. I love it. I said, okay, now he ain't taking no blame on ownership. He blaming everybody else. This is the no. frustration we see from him.
0: Yeah, he never do. He over there probably after the game was probably calling Devontae
1: Adams, like, bro,
0: why'd you leave me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, bro, can we talk, bro? You know, hey, man, look. Hey, if I ain't go to bat for you enough, man, I want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he over there apologizing to that man. <laughs> <laughs> he feel it right now, friends. He feel it. Yeah, he is. Because this is this
0: is my thing <laughs> when I was watching that game. I'm looking at Aaron, and I'm like, all right. He throwing to receivers that he obviously has no chemistry with. You know what I mean? Right. And that's got to be tough for a guy like that because in the past, think about it, when he had Devontae, they had that nonverbal communication that we always talked about. The right. dude, they was always on the same page. <laughs> now he got guys, they probably don't know how to run the fucking route the right way.
1: Right, and maybe taking long to get through that route. So it's like, hey, they not open, man. So that even pissed off you more. So you're right, friends. It's just a frustration for him that he's dealing with that he have have haven't happened to deal with in the past. But you're right, Adams just a big big piece of component to what he was able to do, man. And not having that guy, it hurts.
0: Yeah, but I don't feel sorry for him. Life goes on, Green Bay. Figure that shit out. Figure it out. <laughs> but even still, with that situation being you know said. DraftKings still isn't really putting much stock into the Bears' performance on Sunday, A-Dub, Because we're going into this matchup as nine and a half point road underdogs. Ouch. So, yeah, I'm sure they looking at the past. They looking at that past history. They're like, no, nah. <laughs> we, we we glad the Bears got them a little win Week One." But they're like, "Yeah, we we still think you, we we know who y'all are." So. It's going to be very important. And I think Matt Iberfussi is going to be able to use that disrespect angle. Hey, we're not getting respect that we deserve. Right. I hope he's using that shit. I hope Justin is using that, listening to that bullshit Mike Mark Marks said. I know Justin don't got nothing to prove to him,
1: but, shit, I really wish that he listened to that shit. I really do. That gives you enough momentum to come in and shine, Perez. We got all this negativity coming your way after a victory. Yeah, because as I was talking about, A-Dub, with the DraftKings line, we know what that's about. It's about the fact
0: that the Bears have lost 20 of the last 23 matchups against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, come on, man. Look at that right. that disparity. We've talked about that. We know 12 came in Soldier Field last year, ran his mouth about owning us and stuff like that. <laughs> Listen, I felt some kind of way about that. But at the same time, A-Dub, I had to look at it and say, fuck, man, I don't want to have to agree with my man, but he has owned us. But now this is our time now to – what I mean, this is our time now, what Ryan Pohl said and his presser. Take back the goddamn NFC North. He ain't say goddamn. I said goddamn. Right. <laughs> take back that damn NFC North because we need to show people that we are the monsters of the midway. We ain't got away from that, but it's our time to show Aaron Rodgers, to show Green Bay
1: as a new sheriff in town. There you go. We got to show him, man. And this is a good, like you've been saying, it's a good time to do it. And this team look poised and ready, Chris. I will say that much. This team like has got something to prove, and I'm glad I got. I'm kind of glad to see how it all comes together. The criticism, everything else, for you you right? They've been owning us for a while. We get it, right? We all get that thing that's happened. But now this could be totally different.
0: Come Sunday, and I and I hope that you're right because as we keep talking about with this whole primetime stuff in the past, the last regime, <laughs> anytime we was on primetime TV, they showed their ass, and they weren't <laughs> in a good way. Right. We got embarrassed, got blown out. It's like when we was coming up, right, your mom be like, hey, we got company coming over. Act like you got some damn sense. Well, right. the Bears <laughs> never act like they had no damn sense when they was on primetime TV <laughs> acting the damn fool. We got Maddie Eberfuss here. It's a new day. We got a guy here that's going to make sure that everybody behaves and does what the hell they're supposed to do. And I think, that, like I said earlier, this matchup came at a really – Good time. I'm glad that we are getting the Packers here at this part of the season.
1: Okay, perfect timing, baby. And that team over there, like you said, Perez, don't like they're ready. We like we are. Like we're building some momentum here. Like we're getting better. So, and again, I like the presses too, you talked about, Perez, of how they all look, how they all sound, talking about, you know, getting ready for this game. So, to me, I think Iberflues is going to have this team ready, Perez.
0: Iberflus knows that Aaron Rodgers has had success against us. The guy's 22-5 and five as the quarterback at Green Bay. I mean, that's total dominance. They swept us last year. So Matt Iberfuss knows what's up. But I also realize that Matt Iberfuss also knows that this ball club, they got some dogs. They have that right predicament to get things done. And
1: hey, this is what you want, man, <laughs> right here, right now, friz. Well, I
0: mean, okay, so let's look at, at week one for the Green Bay Packers, a dub. So in that matchup, week one, when they played the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers did not throw a touchdown pass in that game. I'm looking at our boy Justin Fields. He had two of them boys. And right? I was talking earlier about that chemistry, with with Rodgers or their lack of the lack of chemistry that Rodgers has with his receivers. Think about it, man. No touchdown pass. He turned the football over. Aaron Rodgers does not turn the football over. And that matchup against the Vikings, he turned that shit over twice. He was visibly frustrated. And we know from Aaron Rodgers' past, that dude does not fumble the football, rarely throws picks. So we're seeing a little bit of a different Aaron Rodgers just because he don't have a security blanket. So it's like some of those familiar faces, those familiar targets of his are gone. Alan Lazard, he was inactive. This is the guy that they're hoping can basically put himself into that number one spot there. He's been out. Right. I know he was limited as far as practicing Wednesday. We'll see what happens as far as the game on Sunday night is concerned. But Alan Lazard wasn't there week one. So Aaron Rodgers is out there throwing to rookies and second-year <laughs> receivers and former insurance agents. I mean, he was throwing it to just random <laughs> folks out there, bro. <laughs>
1: hey, you're throwing it me and you, Brands. <laughs> Uh, I, I would have I would, I
0: would, I caught them past personally personal.
1: Put some respect on my name,
0: a yeah, Exactly.
1: There you go. <laughs> my boy Perez got better hands them dudes out there. <laughs> yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. That's right.
1: But I'm with you, though, Perez. You talk about what he's missing, but he didn't have the weapons, right? And I, I give those guys some credit, right? Because those are part of his core, right, that he needed, and he didn't have it in week one. But that was the only thing he was missing, though, Perez. You get a good point about the fact that, hey, he was also missing part of his line as well. David Bakhtieri, he was missing. Mm-hmm. He was missing Jenkins as well. So right. it's like, look, they're vulnerable on that offensive line, man. So as you can see, that Vikings team was teeing up on them, right? Zadarius Smith, he was getting in there, other guys was getting back there. Uh, Cause they had it back there for um, you know, um for Aaron Rodgers. So it was tough, man. Tough day.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's a really good call out on those on the offensive linemen because there's a chance that they can miss the game on Sunday, too. Now I know Ooh. that both of them return back to practice in a limited fashion, but we'll see. But I would I tell you, man, one thing with David Batiari, you can't replace a guy like that. I mean, that's an all-pro guy. I mean, Jenkins right. is a bad motherfucker too. But, again, only limited in practice. It's going to probably be a game-time decision, A-Dub. And I would say, this is why this is going to be us catching this team at an <laughs> opportune time. Because if we can get this matchup with them, man, with those tackles out, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> Who are we going to feast? That pass
1: rush is about to go up. Exactly, man. I am looking forward to that part because now you'd be frustrated two weeks in a row, Aaron Rodgers. The, the offensive line with those two guys out, A-Dub,
0: to your point, the Vikings were teeing off on Aaron Rodgers. They gave up four sacks. And I know Bears fans, we were a little we were a little worried in that first half. Now, let's not a lot of ourselves. We was worried because Justin was getting hit a lot in that first half, right? right? We talked about the fact that the adjustments were made by here in the second half of that game and they went max protect. The offensive line settled in. So when you look at this Packers offensive line, the fact they gave about four sacks, <laughs> I just feel like, dude, a- I'm just going to tell you, bro, if by the grace of God we could get one of those tackles, maybe Bakhtiari, if if, Bakhtiari, if we can get him to miss that game, boy, 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 Aaron, <laughs> this going to be a <laughs> long evening for you, sir.
1: A long night at the office, baby. It <laughs> could be, man. That's a possibility right there. So he probably be- – I'm quite sure Aaron Rodgers
0: probably praying right now and hope he can get some of his offensive line back. I'm sure he is. Uh, John Running, the starting guard, he was the only one that didn't practice on Wednesday, so that's another injury that we need to be kind of keeping on, on our radar. In addition to Alan Lazard, as I mentioned, he didn't play. So right. he, he's a guy, right, that we want to pay a little attention to. I think Quay uh, Walker, A-Dub, I think he's going to probably end up playing in the ball game, And then also uh, Kelshawn Nixon. They they both got knocked out of last week's game, but they were full participants there. So as far as the injury report is concerned for the Packers, those are just some of the notable things that we need to pay attention to. But I loved your call out about those tackles. That's going to be something I'm going to definitely be keying in on as we get closer and closer to game day. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to the Bears and our injury report, I saw that Riley Reef showed up on the injury report, and I was surprised to see that one, A, though, because I'm like, well, he only got, like, a couple snaps on special teams. So I'm like, <laughs> when the hell he get hurt? And I did see him on that victory slide. I'm like, I hope he ain't get hurt fucking doing that slide, man.
1: <laughs> I hope not, man, through the victory slide. I'm like, dude, chill, man. We want you want to do all that to stuff you hurt yourself,
0: but I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I lose all that money they paid him. He came in here getting hurt sliding down the field. Come on, bro.
1: Yeah, got to be cool, man. Take it easy, man.
0: <laughs> but uh, Vellis Jones, he was also limited, still dealing with that hamstring A-dub. That's going to be interesting because I definitely want to see Vellis Jones out there on the field because I think that's going to be a nice dimension to this offense well, once we can get him out there.
1: Yeah, I would love to see Vellis out there, man. I, I, you talk a lot about him, Perez. You praise a lot about this kid. I would love to see him go out there and do his thing because you're right. Another weapon for Justin Fields, that's what we need. Yeah, and like I
0: said, like he returned to practice, so it's looking pretty positive that he may be able to play on Sunday. So that's going to be good, you know what I mean? Dominique Robinson, he appeared on the on the injury report last week, A-Dub. He did not show up on the injury report on Wednesday. That's a positive sign. And we already know what Dominique did there in week one, and that's going to be somebody that I think is going to be a very key matchup going into this week two. I think Dominique Robinson is going to pose a really key matchup going up against this Packers offensive line, especially, A-Dub, especially if we're correct and, and assuming that those tackles, either one or both of them don't play in that game. ooh <laughs> Hey,
1: we get to see Delaney Robinson eat, bro. I'm telling you, man. The Packers going to be in trouble. We're not going to retrace anything we already said. We all know
0: had a strong performance in that game. The guy should have had a free dinner. Hope it happened <laughs> for him. But... The most impressive part to me is that he got more snaps than Travis Gibson. Yeah. And Travis Gibson, what, third year in the league now? Right. So that's showing you right there that the team and that coaching staff, they got confidence in Dominique. And I'm hoping that Travis is also kind of like seeing this as an opportunity for him to step his game up. And I wouldn't be mad with that because what do we always talk about? Competition, iron sharp as iron, right? And it's not like Travis didn't have a good game in week one. It's
1: just that Dominique Robinson flashed four. And that's the big difference right there. Dominique Robinson just came and just started showing out. So Gibson, if you want more snaps out there, man. You're gonna to have to just show up, bro. That's it right away. But you're right, he didn't have a bad game. It's just that one guy just played a lot a little bit better. He did a little bit better. He played a lot better. But <laughs> again, no, like when I you
0: know, kind of when I watched the, the film on it, I thought Travis did, I thought Travis did a really good job. But again, what this comes out to is a guy seizing his opportunities, right? If, as a rookie, a guy that we didn't even really know if he was gonna play because he's on the injury list on the injury report, a dub and then he comes in that game in bad weather conditions and balls out, man, Scott might be the limit for this kid for sure. I think when I look at this matchup, another one that I'm going to be really kind of keying in on A-Dub is the matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Roquan Smith. So when the media in Green Bay was talking with with Aaron Rodgers, he was very complimentary about the defense, but he cracked a little joke. He was just like, man, I I was hoping that they was going to trade Roquan up out of there, right? And, And that goes to show you that he realized, look, Roquan Smith is giving him a lot of headaches in his career. Because of his the seven games that Roquan has played against Rodgers, I don't have the numbers in front of me, man, but I know that motherfucker had it. Uh shits on the tackles and he'll fly, <laughs> He'll flown, he flew around the damn field, A dub. I mean, his presence on the field has just been like massive for this for this defense. And so Aaron understands how important he is to this Bears defense. And also, you got to think about it. When you got a guy like Roquan Smith, helps neutralize not only that running game, but the backs coming
1: out of the backfield, catching the ball. But you're right, man. I like that part of it about Ropon's game. And I also like the respect that Aaron Rodgers gave him as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm glad, Aaron, that we did not trade him because we never (laughs) were going to trade him because Ryan Foles was like, Listen, <laughs> I know you said you wanted to be traded. We ain't doing that shit. <laughs> right.
1: But right. I was like, no, nah, dude, you, you mad right now. I get it. But, hey, we, you're not going anywhere. You, you're going to stay in Chicago.
0: Yeah, but I think this is going to be a really good matchup, a because I have a feeling that Roquan, yeah, he he, he going to ball out, man. I mean, primetime TV, he wants to get paid. He wants to show this organization that they made a big mistake by not giving him that bag this summer.
1: And the fact that he's willing to show it on the field, Press, that's all that matters to me. My last
0: key matchup here, and I'm, and I'm this thinking because I wish that we would have been able to get Cole commit a little bit more involved week one, but I think it's going to be a key matchup in this game looking at Cole commit going up against Quay Walker. And I talked about Quay Walker earlier, and I know, listen, the weather was what it was. The game plan went away from Getty and that coaching staff, so they had to kind of make some different type of decisions on the fly. Right. But they've also said that they plan to get Cole commit more involved in the offense. Let me do, he only got one target week one. So I think this is going to be another matchup, A-Dub, for us to kind of keep our keep
1: our attention to. You know what I mean? So hopefully they correct their wrongs from week one. <laughs> I think they possibly will do that, Fred. Two weeks in a row, the Bears don't want to do that. They want to make sure they can get this guy involved because he's a, he can be a good target for Justin Fields. So that'll be good to see him part of the game plan.
0: And also, too, I want them to go after Quay Walker because the Vikings did. They were attacking him in coverage, and I think that that'd be a good matchup that Cole Commit and be able to take uh, take advantage of. So, I think that's an opportunity there for us to really key in on Quay Walker, and because, like I said, I think he might have a little liability in coverage there. So, right. I think that Cole Commit might be able to kind of
1: maximize that matchup, take advantage of that. Yeah, take advantage, sport it. <laughs> Quay Walker, like man, it'd be two tough weeks. For him, man, if it happens. So when I'm thinking about this
0: matchup a little deeper, A-Dub, so we've delved into key matchups. I talked about Dominique Robinson being a potential X factor. I want to talk about Kenny Clark because I got to keep it a book here. I got to talk about a Packers guy. I got to get a Packers guy in here. Now, people talk all this stuff about Rodgers. We've talked about Rodgers. We have talked about Adams. We haven't talked about Jair Alexander yet. That guy's a stud. Everybody knows what he's about. Except right. ju- except for Justin Jefferson made him look like a damn fool last week. But, you know, minor <laughs> details. <laughs> but, when you got a guy like Kenny Clark doing your defense, he's a problem, a And what our offensive line, which was a problem in week one in that first half, that's going to be a matchup that I'm also thinking about like, oh, fuck, Kenny Clark is going to really impact this ball game and it's going to be really imperative for our interior offensive line to be communicated, to work together,
1: and to neutralize this guy. Oh, yeah. That's a big body coming through, Perez. You're right, man. And he's a stud, no doubt. He's gonna have to be somebody we're gonna have to pay hostage to early, Perez, because you're right. First game, we let a lot of stuff happen on the offensive line early in that game. So we gotta target him right away, man, and bring it to him. Dude, he has six quarterback pressures
0: in week one. He was in the backfield a ton. I remember there was a lot of plays where Kirk Cousins was kind of just like, what the fuck?
1: Right. Like, what the hell I got myself
0: into? Seriously, you know what I'm saying? Seriously. Last guy that I want us to talk about here on the show was Darnell Mooney, your boy Money Moon. Now, one catch, eight yards. You know, I didn't go after him on the last episode because I realized the situation. The game plan went away from us. The 49ers were bracketed the hell out of him. They were forcing the Bears to basically throw the ball to anybody else except for Darnell Money. All I'm going to say here is, Darnell, if you want to be a number one receiver in this league, you got to get open, baby. You got to make plays. You cannot afford to have another game like you had week one. This primetime TV, I want that bank to be open. I want to hear a give us one because we haven't heard it yet. And because you know what? audience y'all don't deserve to hear it yet because he ain't do shit but <laughs> i just want to hear a dub give us one right because when he give us one we know our boy
1: balled up absolutely prez i'm with you 100 he is a guy that we are looking at and you know i want to say it man just can't say it yet man can't say it yet got to show me man the goods and you make a good point about him getting open prayers or trying to figure out to be number one wide receiver you got to figure it out man number one wide receivers they always find the way so that's what you want to be Darnell Mooney. Hey, man, show us the work, man. Well, I mean, listen, we talked
0: all offseason about the work that him and Justin got in together, the chemistry, the rapport. So I wanted to see it on the field. So, hey, week two would be a great time to see that shit.
1: Oh, yeah, man. And guess guess what, Chris? Against the right team. Because I want you to do it against the Packers, if not anyone else. i will love to see you do it against the Packers.
0: Oh yeah, I want to see you do it against the Packers. I want to see it week three. I want to see it week four. But you know what? Let's start a week two. You know what I'm right. saying? And then we'll go from there. <laughs>
1: exactly. Let's make it. Let's get it. Let's get it going now. Well, let's get into
0: some of our keys to victory, a dub, before we get out of here. So I'm gonna kick us off here. I think it's gonna be really important for this Bears offense to get off to a fast start because we saw in week one, a dub that offense, that first half a little pedestrian. But the defense was able to keep us in the ball game, right? And the offense was able to to find their stride. When you go up against number twelve, you can't afford for your offense to be stalling. So they're going to have to get out to a fast start in this game to put the pressure on Aaron. Because listen, you have to score some damn points against Green Bay if you want to <laughs> win that ball game. You know what I'm saying,
1: A. Hey, Doug? If the Vikings didn't tell us anything else, they did tell us to go to a good start, right? Yes, sir. And so they got off to a good start. You're right, Fred. We did the first game. We need to win this game. Because, hey, first of all, we want on the road. We don't want to get this team any momentum. We want to take full advantage. So you hit it right on the head, Fred. We're going to have to start off fast, bro. We're
0: going to have yeah, to. We got to. And like I said, man, I know that Aaron Rodgers is notorious for making mistakes. But if we can get out to a fast our offense, our defense has shown us so far this season. I know it was Trey Lance. Well, listen, this defense has shown us that, hey, they can keep this team in games. So if the offense does their part, I'm very confident, A-Dub, that our defense is going to get the job done.
1: Absolutely, Perez. And sometimes you don't want to wear your defense out, right? You don't definitely want to do it early. And the key for me, Perez, is going to be field positioning. We got to get better with that. And the thing is, part of why we didn't have a good field position, I got to throw some shade here a little bit on special teams. We look at Pettis and some of those, you know, punt returns. I don't think he did a great job with it, Perez. He, he made didn't. some mistakes. So I'm like, look, that's going to be a, a key for us going forward that, hey, special teams, got to do well with that, man. Pump returns. We got to be able to handle it very well. We can't keep keeping ourselves backed up inside the 20, somewhere around the 5 to 10-yard line, expecting to get something done. That's, t- that's too much we be asking for Justin Fields in the office. We got to do better with that.
0: Yeah, especially, too, because you're on the road. You got that crowd there, Lambeau Field. So, yeah, you, I, I think that's spot on. We got to win that field position battle. And if you're not winning that field position battle, you're going to be in for a long evening. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. So got to put Justin Fields in the best situations possible if we can.
0: Yeah, I would say another key A-double is get that damn running game going. Because yeah. I know we I know we tried in week one, but we didn't. I mean, we did just enough to open up the, the passing game, right? Right. But I want that running game to actually be working, bro. Because like I said, man, David Montgomery, He couldn't get going, right? I thought Khalil Herbert did a decent job. But, man, I want that offensive line to be firing off that football, bro. Winning the battle at the line of scrimmage, bro. Giving both of these guys opportunities to make plays. Giving them holes to run
1: through. Because we know that David Montgomery didn't have much daylight at all. (laughs) Not at all, friends. And they were losing some battles. So that did hurt David Montgomery because he had to do all the work almost himself, right? <laughs> to try to get some yards in. So, yeah, man, I would love to see that running game going, Chris, but definitely offensive line got to help out for sure to get it going.
0: Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, that X factor with Kenny Clark. We got to yep. win that battle. Sam Muscle for Cody White here. We got to be ready. Tevin, <laughs> Tevin Jenkins, whoever the fuck, those guys in that interior of the line, we got to see what's what. because I saw – some stuff on tape with Tevin Jenkins. I saw some good. I saw some bad. Right. But the one thing that you know what you're going to get from Tevin Jenkins is a nasty son of a bitch. There were some plays that I saw when I was doing my little film review, a when he was finishing blocks. That's a tape that we saw from him when he was coming out of college. Oh, We saw him finishing blocks, playing with that fucking nastiness. Because everybody talked about, oh, Tevin Jenkins, he got a nasty disposition. Well, we saw that shit on film in week one, and I want to see that shit again on Sunday night. Seven punch Kenny Clark in his fucking mouth. I don't want to see him in that backfield now. One time.
1: Hey, give us the nastiness, man. Give us a heavy dose of that. Start it off early. Kick it off early to set the tone with that. One more key, Chris. There was one play, Chris, that Trey Lance missed on. And that's when um, he had Croft open, I believe, the tight end open, Prince. And he missed him. For a wide receiver play off a, off, the, off a cross route, you know? And it was Vildor, and it was our boy Gordon who kind of got lost in that shuffle. Had that big play happened, Perez, that man could have cost us, bro. So we gotta stay away from those big plays with Aaron Rodgers. We can't give him any daylight. So our secondary can't have those kind of miss outs, those big plays that can come back to bite you.
0: Hey, I like that one. I mean, because yeah, you're definitely right about that, because that was the missed opportunity. But fuck, Trey Lance couldn't get the goddamn completion. He couldn't get the ball there. Right. But Aaron Rodgers is an accurate quarterback. He will carve us up. So that's a great call out. We gotta, we gotta, and I'm sure the defensive coordinator Allen Williams, I'm sure he showed them that shit in film review. I'm sure they saw that play over and over again. Ain't
1: oh, yeah. He was like, Look, we missed one. We dodged the bullet here. But you mm-hmm. know what? Like you said, Fres, we can't play them games in the next game.
0: That's right. You know what all this? I'm feeling generous. I'm gonna give y'all one more key to this victory, man, just because. I'm looking at all the stuff that we're talking about here, A-Dub, but we ain't talked about the most important guy on, well, one of the most important guys on this offense, Justin Fields. Yeah. We got to let <laughs> him go out there and make plays like he did in week one. Justin Fields made it happen in that second half, baby. He did. Think, think about it, A-Dub. Extending plays with his legs. Them dime balls he was throwing in the damn rain. And Mike Marshall and not his mouth. Bro, he was throwing dime <laughs> balls in the rain. Meanwhile, Trey Lance looked like he wanted to be. Listen, I, I ain't gonna get on Trey Lance no more. Trey, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you watched that film, brother, and realize, realized, man, if you want to keep your job and you want to keep Jimmy G on the sideline, brother, you better step that shit up because you did not look good. You did not look like an NFL
1: quarterback in that game, brother. My God, not at, not at all, man. I kind of felt bad for him. I but... did. Get... Fuck him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, look, Go man, ahead. I get what you're you. you going, though, you. <laughs> man. But, you know, I like to give these young guys a fair chance, though. I want to see them do well, right? Because these guys want to establish themselves. And you are here on the head before You are a game prop. You said you think going to be a fine quarterback down the road, Perez. But, yeah. damn, <laughs> his first week just wasn't a good showing at all, man. And, uh...
0: look, Jimmy G over there lurking. So, yeah, Trey, come on now. But, anyway, back to Justin. I think, for me, the biggest thing here is we're going up against another top defensive front. And another solid defensive unit. I mean, I talked about Jair Alexander. You know he's gonna be matched up on. Ard- you know he's gonna be matched up on Darnell Mooney in this game, right? And that is why I want them to let Justin make plays, because we're gonna need Justin to be able to improvise a little bit, do things on his own. If the running game isn't there, which I hope it is, but if it's not there, hey, you gotta turn Justin loose.
1: Then with you there, Prince. I want to keep forcing runs if it's not there, bro. You saw he's stacking the box up and all that, trying yes. to stop Dave Montgomery. Yes. We got to be the to recognize that and say, you know what? Hey, since the fields, you might want to audible out this year because <laughs> we probably about to happen here and do your thing.
0: Right, exactly. And like I said, that's where it's going to come from Getty, you know, kind of being that magician out there, right? Like he did in the second half of that game, figuring it out. He's returning back to Lambo And this organization – They know how he thinks. (laughs) And so (laughs) that's going to be one of those things that I think is going to be key here because they know him, but he also knows that team. And he's going to be very key because he knows the mind of Aaron. So I'm sure he's been in them defensive meetings, helping those guys out, getting them up and running on things because, hey, listen, that's one of the advantages of having Lugetzi over here. He's been over
1: there with the enemy. (laughs) Exactly. Know the enemy very well. He talked about that in the press press and said, look, yeah, we're definitely going to um, rely a little bit on Guessy on what he knows, of course, you know, and um, pick his brain. So, yeah, they're using that tool right there, friends, using that vehicle right there to get all the information they possibly can to, hey, get, try to get this victory.
0: Well, hey, hey, dub let me get a game prediction for you, man, before we get up out of here.
1: My game prediction, friends, I'm actually going to say the Bears are going to get a victory here by a field goal by Santos. I'm going to say the game is going to be 23-20, Bears get the victory.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like it, A-Dub. I like it. I'm also predicting that the Bears will win this game. I'm going away from my preseason prediction where I said we were going to lose. Me but too. I'm going to say in this game here that we're going to win 21-16. to And I'm just going to say this. To beat a man in this NFL, you got to beat the man. We <laughs> know who the man is. That's number 12. Right. I want to beat his ass on Sunday night. Now, the Packers are not the same team that they were last year, two years ago. They are there for the taking, A-Dub. They're banged up. We're talking about injuries on the offensive line. We're talking about inexperienced wide receivers. We don't know if Lazarus going to play. And even if he does play, Jalen Johnson going to shut that ass down. Jalen Johnson didn't even get targeted on Sunday. The Niners didn't want no smoke. None. They knew better. <laughs> and the Packers don't want no smoke. So now, this is one of the first time in years, A-Dub, that the Bears, in my opinion, have a chance to beat this damn team. I don't give a fuck what DraftKings says, that nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Listen, DraftKings, if y'all want me to keep taking your money all season, I will gladly do that shit, because we fucking tore y'all up last week. Yeah, I'm talking that shit. Tore y'all up, Bears plus six-and-a-half. Tore that yes, ass Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> they going to get tired of going against the grain. because I'm telling you right now, friends, the Bears don't have a problem with being underdogs, baby.
0: Listen, audience, we are excited and pumped up for this matchup on Sunday. We got the winner's circle rolling out to you guys on Friday. Y'all know what it is. Let's get this money. Let's get this dub. We appreciate your continued support of this platform. Thank you for helping make us a Top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. And we are out.